I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Did you know that if you rub your PLT enough, it gets bigger? No. Welcome to Poor Little Thing, the podcast, also known as BLT, the podcast where we share and discuss stories involving life's poor little things. Like that time you were having intimate pleasure with your partner and your phone made a notification sound, so you leaned over and checked it. Ooh. Okay. Oh, shoot. That's a poor little thing, honey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That's embarrassing. I know. Like, imagine being intimate with somebody. Yeah. They're your partner. You live yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. You're having pleasure. Mm-hmm. In lo- You're in love. Yeah, I did it. That was about me. I wasn't going to tell them it was about you. <laughs> it was about me. <laughs> that story is about you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Listen, wait. I'm Amy Good Murphy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys don't even know who this is. I'm Amy Good Murphy. And with me, as always, is my dreamy hunkatron piece of meat. Look at this meat. This guy's for sale. You guys, he's on the market. Who's got the most bucks? <laughs> Ryan Geraldo. Geraldo, not Geraldo. Steel. Hello. How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um. If uh, you know a lot of you out there know me and Amy, comedy partners. We, we got a little pod together now. But you know what we do once in a while? We hang out together. Once in a while, we'll yeah. say, "Hey, we should probably have pleasure together outside of work." A very funny comedian was in town recently, Matteo Lane, mm-hmm. and you know we uh, we we had to go. We went. We had a little group of us, and we went together. And after the show, I think we were all so in awe of how fucking amazing it was. It was so good. He was just like joke, joke, joke. And it was sorry, it wasn't even like he. They were jokes, but he was just like talking to us. It was just like your friend up there on stage, and he didn't have a fucking dud. It was just like. It was a perfect show. It was one after the other. Listen, I, our friend, our mutual friend Clay invited us to the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. We thought, let's go. We got there. I knew a little bit about him. Not very much. I yeah. knew he was very good looking. Mm-hmm. I knew he was queer. Yeah. And we like that. Yeah, yeah. We like both of those things. Yes, we do. And so I thought, you know what? Let's go. It's a nice opportunity to go with some, a group of friends I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Well, holy, holy. Holy. Well, holy. <laughs> he blew me away. We yeah. kept looking at, grabbing each other, being like, 
oh my God, this guy's amazing. So, I mean, he's a star already, but Mm -hmm. he deserves to be, you know, the star on top of the tree. Well, he's going places and like even looking at him. And I mean, like, I don't want to, you know, he's not a piece of meat, but his arms are, Hmm, I want to go there. That and also his outfit. That little I remember, outfit. I looked at you during the show and I said, I want to dress like that. I told you Levi's jeans and yeah. Nike top yeah. and some cute little raggedy it white shoes. Like a perfect 1992 outfit, you know, from like Nana 2 and know the original one, but he was rocking it. It was yeah. like with a modern flair. You know what I mean? It was all just really nice. Yeah. And yeah. Mateo Lane, if you're listening, you fucking got us. You fucking got us. But also answer our DM. We yeah, asked you to be yeah. on the show and you just completely ignored I know us. We I, did. If you guys know Mateo Lane, will you please message him and tell him he should be on PLT? He needs to be on PLT. Yeah. Because I'm sure he his whole show was about being a PLT pretty much. Yes. But that's why it was so funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was uh, he was a real hottie, a real, real funny man. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman that opened for him mm-hmm. who we loved. We did. She killed it. Yes, she she did. Even, uh, it's always amazing when stand-up comedians or comedians in general can riff with the audience yeah. on the fly. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. This woman's name was Casey Novak. She's a local stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And she, she just killed it. And one of the jokes that I remember that really stuck with me that was so funny mm-hmm. was she made a joke about her hotness level. <laughs> and she's like, you know... I know about my hotness level. You know, she's not a server level hot. Yeah. <laughs> she's not a cactus club girl. No. She's not an Earl's girl like back no. in the day. One can dream. But she's like hot for a social worker. <laughs> 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 she's a very pretty girl. But mm-hmm. when she said that, it was just so, I kind of relate yeah. to that. You know what I mean? I just, I loved it. I loved yeah. that, that uh, example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really liked her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was pretty hot. Yeah, she was beautiful. Yeah, the, everyone on stage that night was beautiful. Um, you know who was really, really beautiful? Who? Jonathan. Jonathan who? Okay, so, you know, I still watch Survivor. <sighs> yeah. Season 42. There is a man this season. His name is? Jonathan. Yeah, and he is, I want to say, like, nine foot tall. He kind of looks like Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got long, like, blondy brown hair, really good, thick eyebrows. Um, he's got the most massive pecs. He's got, he's got everything going on. Hairy arms. He's just a fucking beast. And, like, there's challenges where he's with his team, and he's just like, literally carrying everybody, like, on wow. his shoulders. He's just, like, lifting rocks up, and he's, like, there's these huge, like, big boulders that they have to push over a pit, you know? Like, go team! Jeff's yeah. like, come on, guys! And then Jonathan <laughs> There's just like, and it's like, it's so horrible that I want like the big handsome guys to stick around in the game because for a long time on survivor, they don't last very long because they're threats. You know what I mean? They're physical threats. And as soon as everyone else can team up, team up on them and get them, they're gone. The big strong men. Yeah. Okay. But you know, and that's the game. They get the bigger, strong guys can't win all the time or girls. Right. But he's sticking around. And last night I was so scared because the editing gets you, right? I was like, oh God, this isn't looking good for him. He was up like, there's only five people that could go home and he was one of them. I was like, no, Jonathan, no, because it makes the show less fun for me. You know, I I like to have my nice half chub while I watch Survivor. (laughs) And if he's gone, I'm going to not have that half chub. You're not going to have the half chub. No. So, um, spoiler alert. What? He stuck around. Oh, spoiler alert. Turn down your ears. I don't think, I think you're the last known survivor to watch Survivor. Yes, you are. No, my friend Matt, mine watches. All right. Well, listen, I'm glad you always say everyone's first and last names. We're going to have to edit that out now. (laughs) Here's the thing. Um, Billy, please edit three quarters of Ryan's story. And Billy, yes, we will smoke on set. Yeah, we will smoke on set, Billy. Billy keeps holding up a no smoking sign. It's like, fuck off, Billy. Who show is this? I don't know. Um, listen to me. Do you think that Jeff, the host of Survivor, after all these years, like after they all cut, he's just he does just hack a butt and he's like, fuck, I fucking hate this show. All right, we're back. Blah, no. blah, blah. How can you host the same show for all these years? Because he loves it. Okay, well, what about Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak? They get paid a lot. Okay, but he just all he has to say is, 
Okay, that's not right. Janice, you're up. Take a spin. No, yep, you got it. We got two eyes. Okay. Here's the thing. Pat Sajak probably makes at least, I want to say, five to ten million dollars a year okay. for doing this thing. All right. He's got a beautiful house in Malibu. He's got a perfect life. Okay. Why would you ever want to change that? I'm just saying, is, is his life worth living in this? That's terrible. Oh, I take that back. Billy, God. Billy, I'm on a different plane today. Yeah, I get it. Okay, let's move on. But, but also about Jeff, he loves the game. Jeff loves the game of Survivor, okay? Are you serious? Yes. All right. Well, there are some, you know, eye candy. There's some eye candies on yeah. there. You know what isn't eye candy? What's that? When people don't know how to use dot, dot, dot Uh-oh. in text message. Text oh. message, emails. Yeah. It drives me up the wall. Okay, go My on. My own dear mother. Mom, I love you so much. If you're listening, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got to learn how to use dot, dot, dot. It's mm-hmm. all Amy. Dot, dot, dot. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You should come over this weekend. And in her mind, she's saying, she's like thinking out loud probably. And while I'm sure she's typing dot, 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 while she's literally thinking. So mm-hmm. she feels like she has to type that. Yeah. And then it reads like, Amy, well, I'm thinking you should come over this weekend. That's how it reads to the mm. to the person receiving. Yeah. Okay. But what she's really saying, I know because I've talked to her, is Amy, I'm thinking you should come over this week. Well, that's not how it read. Yeah. yeah. So learn how to use the dot dot dot. It's yeah. very passive aggressive. Yeah. Know that when you're sending, what is it called? It's 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 called an ellipsis. An ellipsis. Okay. Say that six times. Ellipsis. No, ellipsis. Ellipsis. Say it six times. Hallelujah. <laughs> Alexa, play. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> if you listen to our previous episodes, that'll make a lot of that sense to you. Yeah. And if you haven't, please go back. And yeah, please go back. Please go back. Come on. Um, anyways, I just, it's very passive aggressive mm. and you need to know that yeah. if you're sending somebody a dot, dot, dot within your body of text, mm-hmm. you better get your weapons out, yeah. get ready to go because I'm on high alert yeah. after reading something like that. Well, what about when you're texting with someone and that's all they give you? I've got that before where you're kind of like <sighs> fighting with someone during text and then they just go, dot 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 that is like a fuck you and a half yeah it is and like i said get ready to tee up because i'm coming back oh you're making me hot right now she's getting getting tough she's getting tough Mm. we're smoking we're being tough um speaking of being tough yeah amy good murphy the other day was here and we were working and I, you know, I have a, we always have bubbly water cause we're rich and my bubbly water was right next to my laptop. You'd think I'd learn, but it's right there. And I don't know what I did. you know, trying to make my girl laugh. And I swing my arm over my soda water goes all over the keyboard of my MacBook yeah. all over. And you know what my initial reaction is? Nothing. <laughs> I sit there for a second. I just look at it. Amy fucking pushes me out of the way, leans in, grab my laptop that's attached to two external hard drives, puts it upside down. Water comes fucking pouring out like ounces and ounces. Like, I mean, I'm talking a swimming pool, like a swimming pool. Like that first time you came, it was so much and it's all coming out. And, um, wait, first time who came? Anybody, anybody. anybody, Yeah. There's always a big rush on your first come. It's a big load. Yeah. Whoa. Um, Clinton Steele family anyway. Okay. But um, anyway, she's like, I'm just go away, Ryan. And then she like flips my computer. Both my ex- <laughs> How did I sound? Get out of my way, Ryan. And I was like, yeah. no, because I'm just scared, right? Yeah. For so many things, you, the computer, but also I'm turned on. And then, and then she flips it and the two external hard drives, they didn't even disconnect. They both magically stayed because if they eject, it's just annoying and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, the water comes out, the external hard drives stay on. It was perfection. And then you know what, though? 
Amy's not done. You know what she says to me? Go get your blow dryer. And yes, I do have a blow dryer. So I went and get my <laughs> blow dryer. Mm-hmm. Amy's holding my computer as I blow dry the keyboard from underneath just to make sure that any more dampness is no more. Mm. And you know what? Here we are. I mean, I won't jinx it, but here we are about three days later. And my laptop, well, it's recording us right now. So you might say it's working. <laughs> Listen, I, I'd like to say something. No, please. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I really appreciate you letting your listeners know that I do care. Mm-hmm. I'm a caring person. I know. I saw it happen. Yeah. I pushed you out of the way. Yeah. And I got to work. Yeah. And that's what you can expect from me when I run for mayor next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was a pleasure for me, honey. I can't yeah. listen. If, if your shit goes down, I go down. Yeah. So I really had to be there for you. That's true. And for us. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I'll do for you until the day that I fucking die. <laughs> you understand me? You want to kiss? Yeah. No. Oh, COVID's still going you around. tricked me. I tricked you. I don't want to. No. Can I share something with you? Please. So this is really sweet. And you you know this, but I'm going to share it to the listeners. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got this beautiful little DM um, to our Instagram at, at Ryan and Amy show. And this is what it said. Hi, Ryan and Amy. Love the show. I totally identify with the Catholic lesbian nun thing that Amy was talking about. Side note, this was a story that I was talking about a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Christine Bordelin's episode. I was very lukewarm towards my high school boyfriend and wondered if I would hear God's special whisper telling me to be a nun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After I came out to my parents, I made a joke about how I was glad I hadn't become a nun. My mom said, oh, you would have been fine. Think about all the closeted lesbians you could have hooked up with in the convent. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That actually sounds kind of hot. Thanks for all the laughs and keep up the good work. Dedicated East Coast listener and PLT, Jess. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Jess, we just want to say thank you so much for letting us know that, you know, you're connecting to some of the things that we're saying because we love to hear from you. Yes, please. You know, just like Ryan and Amy show on Instagram. Give us a little DM. Yeah. You know, I think, can they message us on Patreon too? Yes. Yeah. So once you go on our Patreon, then actually you should probably do that instead because then you can send us an even better letter. Well, if you sign up to our Patreon, there's an option where you get a, like a cameo style video from us and yeah. there's no telling what we'll do there's on that no video. no telling. You may be able to sell that video for money one day. Actually, probably you but will. We should, if they do, they should give us a cut. Well, they have to. Or we'll I know. Take them to court. We'll take them to court. Them to Supreme. Supreme Court, That's obviously. That's where he goes. That's where I go. I get to go straight there. I skip. I know. Yeah. Um, I might have to go to Supreme Court for something else. <laughs> hmm. Slowly ruining the apartment I live in. Oh, God. I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, because I just like, you know, I'm putting holes up in all the walls. <laughs> and the other day I was like, hey, magic erasers. You know, Mr. Clean magic erasers? Of I do. They're amazing. Yes. But they're also from hell. I know. They fall apart. They ru- but they ruin a lot of things. Like they're good for like your white shoes. You just want to clean them on the side. They're good for like your sink or something like that. But I used it on my hardwood floor the other day. Oh, that's that, what that was? Thinking that, that would be a good idea. Yeah. And no, no there's all these streak marks. If the certain light is hitting it properly you can see all these streak marks. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh. And I've used it on the walls a little bit. And then it just like takes off the paint. Yeah. Yeah. So my landlord, she's probably gonna, probably gonna kill me. Yeah, she will. Well, I'll tell you something right now. We, we had some noise. We were recording in Ryan's living room. We yeah. had some, there's some construction outside. So yeah. Ryan was like, well, I'm going to put up, you know, a piece of fabric to kind of block out the sound. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a smart idea. And next, smart. next thing I knew he had a hammer and a nail and he just fucking started smashing into the, <laughs> into the fucking door frame. Honey, we don't got time to lose. No, we don't. And we're very thankful for the space. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you need to make it your own. Yeah. You pay rent. Yeah, I do. You can smash holes. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. You're not getting your damage deposit back. You know that. I you know said that. it's fine. You're yeah. not getting it back. But you know what? Because when I finally leave here, that means I made it. That does yeah. automatically. So what, what, if I don't get my damage deposit back, I'll be like, 
fuck you, Liz, or whatever her name is. I'll be like, I don't need you. Be careful. Yeah, fuck you, be Liz. Be careful. Next episode, you're like, I got evicted. And then I'll like kind of lean into her a bit, but then, no. I'll, then I won't do anything. No, don't even threaten. No, it's too much. Why can you never get that through your head that you're not allowed to like, uh, like. Because I'm uh, gay. I can do what I want. Gay people can't do that either. No. No. Mm-hmm. There's different rules for gay people, but that is not one of them. Well, can you uh, help me after the show a little bit? I got some questions. About gay people? Yeah. Of course I can, honey. <laughs> Should we get to our guest? I would love to. Our guest today is an amazing stand-up comedian, Juno winner for Comedy Album of the Year. He's had reoccurring roles on hit TV shows, Rami and Mr. D, and most recently, he's been romantically linked to Shania Twain. It's mm-hmm. Dave Merhead. Yes, I read that. Yo, that's sick. Yeah, yes. how is that going? Are you guys still together? Yeah, what's up? Uh, no. Oh, no. Uh, it's on and off bit. Yeah, well, you guys are both so busy. You know, you both, you know, do, you know you're in New York, and she's, I think she lives in... Like Switzerland. Does she? Yeah. Well, he would oh. know, but he's not yeah. allowed to reveal that. Does, <laughs> she, I mean, it was me. I I, I I, need to work on myself. Yeah. Well, um, Dave, yeah. also, I also like that you referred to your on and off relationship as a bit. You just said that it's an on and off bit. Do you think she likes that or no? Like, what's no, up no, with I that? It's been on and off for a bit. Oh, oh, oh I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, yeah. hey, I'm taking that one on. I apologize. Whoa, right out of the gate. <laughs> no. Dave, how you doing? I'm all right, man. Yeah. I'm all right after that breakup. Oh, <laughs> oh you know, breakups are, you know what though? On to the next. Hey, on to the next. Shania yeah. Twain does not deserve you. No. And I feel embarrassed that we even brought it out. Yeah. Are you just into country chicks? Cause like, yeah. you could go for like Faith Hill, Miranda Lambert, you know? No, I wasn't even into country, uh, no. country music at all. But then she, you know, she was just super sweet. Mm, she <laughs> is. Yeah. She's super sweet. She is. She's, I agree. Remember when we met her, she's so sweet. I know yeah. that time she came over and we were like, shut up. Yeah. Remember? Shania. Shania. Nice name. Anyways. That's not her real name. Her real name's Eileen. Oh my God. Did yeah. you know that? And Did you know that? She's from Timmins, Ontario. She told me both those things. <laughs> <laughs> For those people who don't know who you are, please tell us a little bit about what you do. I perform stand-up comedy. Uh, I try to. I mean, I do. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why I said I try to. Um, and I've always... <laughs> He's so nervous. Always, I know. I get it. Everyone is on PLT. I know. And I've always wanted to act uh, since I was like 14. And then I was like, let me try to find my voice and stand up and then parlay that into acting. Okay. That's what I thought in my head. I was like, you know, somebody will find me. <laughs> and they did. And they, and a lot of people have found you. Yeah. That, a lot of people have found you. And that reminds me of Ryan and I thinking, cause we've been a comedy duo for a bazillion years. Yeah. And we always thought, you know what? Someone's going to find us. Yeah. Someone's. Like we always think we're just going to be at a random show and Lauren Michaels is going to be like in the third row yeah. and he's going to come up to us after and be like, you guys got spunk. Yeah. You're on you're, you're, you're on SNL. You're late for your train. You got to go. Yeah. And yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah. It's a, he comes to Vancouver. He comes to Vancouver to scout. Yeah. Yeah. You know how they do yeah, that. Yeah. Lauren Michaels. I mean, I thought when I first went on stage that someone will find me, I, I think. I did actually think that, which was probably which wasn't true. No. But I remember being in Windsor. I was like, yo, when I get on stage seven minutes, man, someone's going to find me and I'm out of this town on a Via rail. I don't know why. I thought it <laughs> hey, but it kind of happened eventually. But yeah. Pretty well. You had to work for it, but it's definitely, it's better in stand up. Hey, I think. Can, can you, can you help us? Can you get us on Rami? Yeah. I mean, I've tried Dave. Uh, to get, I don't know how to, you know, I've suggested people okay. I could suggest. We'll send, you, we'll send, we'll send you a package no, after we, the show. No suggestions. We want to be on it. He's well, pissing me I off already. Is, 
<laughs> I want to be the sassy neighbor with a heart of gold. Yeah. We want to be like the queer brother and sister neighbor that are like, I talk, you know, I kind of talk like this. And, and I was like, hey, like, bitch, hey, do bitch. your thing. Yeah. I yeah. could. Next Please. time we're in the circle, I could, you know, I could just, because I try to pitch like me as a director, which never goes anywhere. Right. I try to <laughs> keep trying. You know. Okay. Yeah. He's not our way in. No. We really okay. screwed this interview up. Cool. Dave, do you remember how we know each other? Oh, for Crickets. fuck's sakes. We were on too much information together. No, no. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I do know that. My brain is not, what's it called? I do remember that show. It's it was filmed right. in Toronto at the CBC building. Yeah, I think it lasted about four episodes. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I think, did you do a whole season? And then it was canceled? No, I did a whole season. Oh, Norm Sousa was hosting. That's right. And Norm is down in LA now. Yeah, he and- is married to Atlanta Johnston. See, I remember. Okay. Yeah. It's all coming back to you now. It's all coming back, back to you now. That was nice. Um, that's very cool. Thanks for not remembering me. Also, um, I remember you, Dave, and you were. No, I did, I did. Uh, okay, let's move on, I Dave. Did you're, a, you're a goddamn. You're, pardon me. Hey. You're a bloody liar. Hey, he is. I swear. Okay. I told you. I, listen, I'm still going to be nice to him. I you know, were very you. nice to me. There was two people, three people that were very nice to me. I don't remember the third person's name, but I remember her face. <laughs> you and another girl that, oh, what is her name? She is so funny she was on a cbc show that was about a cult uh, and she wrote it oh um, oh, um lorette kayla lorette kayla yes yes, yes. she was Great. very nice yeah. to me too um but everyone else was very was not nice to me dave because i was the only vancouver import on the show mm. and everyone else was from there yeah everyone else was i mean that they were how mean were, were they actually I mean, they threw they garbage at her they didn't night. talk to me yeah. they one of them spat on me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the taping during oh, taping, but Dave, that happens in Vancouver on the regular here too. So yeah, at comedy shows, Pat I mean, Thornton I, spat I, on I, me. <laughs> look, I promise you, when you, I look, when you said it, then it came to me. I, I yeah. all right, I guess I'm like your number one fan. I like everything. I comment on everything. Well, I like uh, saying, but I mean, I do apologize when you said it. It all came back to me. Didn't Shania Twain curb stomp you? Shania Twain curb stomped me once. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I've never been able to get over it. Yeah. I try and I try. Yeah. And then I heard you guys were dating and I was like, okay. Well, well you were different after that too. I've, always, I've never been the same. <laughs> I was dating somebody on there, but we had broken up and we had done it. But I don't think we did the same episode. On too much well. information? Yeah, yeah. I oh. think, did we do the same episode? So there was a lot happening. Too. Yes, right. And I yeah. was, again, I was the import. Like you guys all knew each other. There was fun bits happening. I was like trying to get bits going, but I was like the lone... It was very interesting for me, but I did join the union then because Toronto is very pushy about getting into the union. Mm. I didn't know Norm that I knew Norm like as a person, but never really spoke to him in depth till there. Okay. Like I've been around Norm like in Toronto for so long. That was the weird part. And then I I even told him, I think uh, through a messenger, I was like, I didn't think you liked me. (laughs) I I told him during the show or after. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, I think you he like what? riffed with riffed with me once. Like he he made a joke on me, and I took that as like this guy doesn't like me, right. and then kept that for like five years. But it was, like, it was actually a compliment. Like, 
It was, it was a compliment, I think. I think he was just trying to trying to go with him, but yeah. he took that internally yeah. very I deeply. I took it as a beef. I was like, this guy wants war. <laughs> this guy wants to go. Happens to us all the time. I know people, but people are mean to us all the time and we hold on to a lot as <laughs> we, well. We do, yeah. Dave, you are based in New York now. Um, what was the transition like moving from Toronto to New York and what has it done for your career? He's not, are you not based are you in not? New York? No, I, I, the thing, I, I moved from Toronto to LA in 2016. Didn't oh. really like it. I, I was having a hard time, big time. Also, you know, then I realized I was like, Oh, I have an ego. Cause I just, I just was having a hard time finding my place there. Right. And then it was actually um, a friend of mine was like, maybe you should move to New York. We were looking for an apartment being a friend and it took us like so long. We just couldn't find it. I mm-hmm. guess we weren't fit uh, together for some odd reason with the people that we we're trying to rent from. Mm-hmm. And we had looked at this place once. He was like, do you have the form to fill out? And there was a, I saw a cockroach on its back. Like, no. like what? And I was trying to get his attention to be like, bro, don't take the paper. Right. Yeah. This is like, this is cockroach. <laughs> so he, I tell him after, and then like th- two months later, I'm like, we're still not finding a place. I take a Uber. I pull up to the place. I realize this is the place I already saw. So we've seen so many places that I've started to see places twice. Like just not oh, even knowing Wow. And get in there fake take pictures with my phone with the landlord. And then I walk and you don't walk in LA and I call my best friend and I was like, bro, I don't like this place. And then he was just like, just move, bro. Mm -hmm. Cause earlier that, earlier that day, I was with my boy who I was staying with and we were talking about New York and he's like, uh, why don't you just move there? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you have no girlfriend. You got no, you just have your luggage. You don't have any furniture. Just go. Yeah. Two hours later on the phone and my best friend. And he's like, just get out of there. And I moved probably a month after. And that was like 2017 to about 2019. And then during the pandemic at the beginning, I panicked because uh, New York was pretty bad and left around June, 2020 to LA. So that's where I live. Now. Okay. I was going to say, so where the hell do you live? You live in LA. Yeah. I'm just filming here since like December till about April. Oh, wow. That's great. And you're filming the third season of Rami. Third season of Rami. Yeah. Cool. That's wow. Okay. Wait. So I have a question. What are you just a very like easygoing person that way? I feel like that would just that whole thing would freak me out. No, I was like, I don't want to make it sad. I yeah. wasn't sad. It's just like I was super depressed in LA, but I didn't even know I was actually that depressed. I don't know. I just wasn't connecting it. I was actually like, I was like, oh man, I'm I'm depressed. Right. Uh, Cause it's like I would come to Canada and get spots or do clubs and and then I was doing like open mics in LA, like like 4 p.m. open mics or whatever they were. And that was part of it, but I just couldn't, I guess I just wasn't adjusting properly. Then I got to New York and I was like, I love the city more and my friends were all here and I had friends in LA and I enjoyed the city, but comedy still wasn't really working out here. I was still doing the open mics and it was just, uh, and I was again, super depressed. And uh, so I don't know if it was easy going. I was just like, I didn't want to be, in LA. I wanted to live in a city uh, uh, where I enjoy the city. I, it didn't even matter about comedy or acting. I was like, let me just pick a city that I like to live in. And that was, that was New York. That's why I, probably it was easy for me to leave. And I had to help my friends. Like I got a boy, I got a homie that you can stay with for a bit and then you can go find the spot. So I had, I had help as well. Are you happy that it all kind of unfolded the way that it did? A hundred percent. I remember it too. I was like, super, I was like, I, I wasn't making really money in Canada cause I wasn't in Canada anymore that much. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't making money in America. So I was like not making any money. And I remember my agent in Canada had called me and he's like, um, 
we have you on a list. They have you on a list for the Netflix half hours for the comedians of the world. I was like, oh shit, like a short list. And then um, I, and I needed it big time. It was like 2018, 19. And I got that. And then the Rami audition came. Well, I was actually in China doing comedy like wow. for a week and a half. And he had messaged me and I, and I was like, oh, I'm in China. I was like, I can't self tape. He's like, just do it as a monologue. And then I was going to Beijing and they had promoters in each city. And she was like, um, she loved comedy and we were in a cab and it was traffic on the highway. And she loved comedy. She was like stopping herself. She's like, I'm so sorry. I love comedy. She's like 24. I was like, no, dude, you can, you can keep going. But it was also a lot because you're just in this, you know, I've just landed and I get to the hotel and they were like, can you get someone to tape you? And uh, so she goes, just settle up. I'll come back and we'll take you to go eat lamb. I think she was like, I want you to eat this lamb. Um, I was like, okay. And then she comes back and I was like, how do I tell this person that I have to do a self tape about a show? I have no idea what the show's about. <laughs> I have to explain to her what a self tape is. And I have to tell her to come to my room. So oh we had to God. like get in the nice. elevator and I'm telling her, I'm like, it's a show about Muslims. I didn't even know. I'm like, I'm not even Muslim. So it was like, <laughs> we get to the, um, hotel my hotel room and i give her my cell phone and she's uh videotaping me and i do the first take and she pulls the phone down and she goes nah man do it again <laughs> she knew she I'll knew she had a good eye. Yeah, i'm not getting this at all if i if i suck in front of her she's even knowing about acting so oh my I, god the best. yeah no, do, do the second take go do this show and i think two days later i was in singapore and i was in the hotel and I, it was like really late there. And then my Canadian agent had texted me, um, yo, you booked a pilot. And I was like, whoa. And then I messaged her. I was like, yo, we did it. Oh, and then wow. I flew to Vancouver and I had shows here, but I had to cancel some of them and take like uh, three flights back to New York on a Friday, film the pilot episode, like my scene on Monday and then fly the next day on Tuesday, three flights back to Vancouver. Wow. Oh my God. And like in April, he had called me, Rami had called me and he was like, uh, yo man, we did, we, it, the show's picked up. And I go, Oh, congratulations. And it was like a little positive. <laughs> no, man, you're, me too? Cause I, I didn't know what the extent of my, my, I didn't know I was going to be like a, a series, uh, regular. Wow. Like I had no idea. Oh my God. What a like massive, massive major moment for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like those two years of like really being in a, in a, in a dark place privately right. more than anything. I wasn't really, I told my best friend and, um, and his wife, uh, that I was thinking about like quitting and just like, I was like, I was like, bro, what if I just went to a small town and gave my number out to four people <laughs> so I don't have to tell people <laughs> that I'm doing comedy. Mm -hmm. So, and I remember, yeah, it was just not, I was not, you know, maybe I was being over dramatic. I don't know, but I just wasn't in the right place. I would always go to this uh, grocery store after I'd get off the train in Ridgewood and buy stuff to make me like I'd buy cookies or something, whatever it was to like slowly uplift me. I thought that would uplift me. Uh, <laughs> Did it work? Did it work? Uh, I, no, I think it was just the motion of doing something. Yeah. It was just like, I get off the train, I'll go to this grocery store, get some cookies or whatever, some, some groceries, at least I'm doing something. So yes. it was, yeah, it, it was, you know, yeah, it was those two years. I was like, thank God these two things kind of panned out. 
Fuck. It's so cool that you're, I would love how just honest and real and relatable all of that is for so many people in so many different ways. But like, it's even inspiring to me. Cause I think, you know, we've all been there where it's like, fuck, especially in this, you know, what we're all, what we all know about, which is the comedy world where it's like, you're hustling, you're hustling and fuck. Like, I don't know, you know, a couple episodes ago, I was saying, sometimes I just want to fuck, fuck it all and move to the woods. Yeah. And, you know, stop this, but it's what we love. It's what we're doing. And it's pretty cool that your hustling has paid off and this, you know, these awesome connections and your, and that woman, my God, we didn't really touch on that, that woman that helped you. And it was like, we did it. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, I don't think she cared as much, but (laughs) yeah. Um, Dave, so your stand up, you have a joke where you talk about growing up as a baby in Windsor, Ontario, and your Arabic parents just, you know, did not speak any English to you. And then in kindergarten, they ship you off and say, have fun. (laughs) How much truth is there to that? I mean... Uh, we spoke in the house Arabic 100%. My parents did. Uh, they still do. So I, I asked, them, I was like, did I, I think they just taught me Arabic. And then English came like at, like after, I guess, because I, I asked my mom, I don't know if she, I was like, she goes, no, we taught you. But I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so like muffled, I guess. I don't know. But then th- my mom did help me learn English as well. They used to get me wrestling magazines to oh, try to help me look. Um, learn with the school as well, but not, but at home I would read wrestling magazines and that's why I, pro- why I started to love wrestling so much too. What about TV? Time. Did TV help you learn English? Did you have Big TV? Time. Yeah. Uh, um, I would, she said I would, um, in between the commer- in between the programs, I would memorize the commercials. I'd go up to the TV and turn my body and, and do the commercials Aww. to whoever would listen. Also rewinding wrestling. I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan too. Yeah, yeah. Um, what era are you as a kid? Are you like nineties, like rock and stuff? Or are you? Yeah. Well, even before my dad, I don't, I remember it. He took me to see Macho Man. And Hulk Hogan. <gasps> I remember I would, the wrestlers would, cause we lived in Windsor and we'd go over to Detroit. So I would, I would run to the aisle or just run to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the wrestlers. You put your hand out. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You put your hand out like this. <laughs> yeah, and you like, I could do Macho Man and Hogan and my cousin. I, years later, when we got older, um, he would, he lived, and my aunt and cousin lived around the corner. So I'd be at their crib as a kid and he'd call me into his room and he'd have like a girl there. And he'd be like, yo, man, do uh, do Macho Man or Hogan for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he would like, yeah, and then he'd be like, okay, see you, bro. And then they would Bye. shut the door and do whatever. And then when I got older, and he's like, obviously, we're we're older now. He'd come to my comedy shows. At one time, I walked up to him. I was like, yo, uh, yo, I know what you was doing. 
what? What? <laughs> like I, don't, I was joking when I was like, you were probably like fooling around. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me like, call my yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. wow. So I was like, that's hilarious. That was your talent. You set you set the stage for their for their hooking up. <laughs> yeah. Like it works every time. The girls love it. You just call Dave. Yeah, Dave. Not the same. I don't have the same wrestling story as you. But as a, as a young homosexual child here watching wrestling for me was one of my first ways of knowing that I was gay because I would see these men <laughs> that were like like ravishing Rick Rude and like um trying to think like Mr. Perfect and stuff. Seeing them as a child and thinking things and being like, what's happening? Whoa. So those that was my little. Well, those like, are two. Those are two beautiful, beautiful human beings. <laughs> well, yeah, Dave is understanding. Yeah, he's fully good. Yeah, and then, yeah, or Rick Martell. Remember Rick Martell? Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd spray his little... Well, he's yeah. the model. Yeah, the model, Rick Martell. Oh, my Connor. God. Mm-hmm. Even Bret Hart. Bret Hart, man. Bret Hart, too. I... <laughs> <laughs> he's all, he's all the wrestlers it. that he would mm. it's like I never really yeah. thought about that but yeah those are hunks <laughs> hunks those yeah, are hunks. hunks yeah I don't, I never really I got into it because of my brothers my brother had a Hulk Hogan dog uh, a Hulk Co- oh. honey Hulk Hogan what the hell is his Doll? name? Doll. Doll. Holy Doll. shit. Whoa. I'm trying to be cool with you guys and <laughs> I just don't have it. Let's move on. Okay. Anyways, he had a doll and I always used to steal it because it pissed him off. But really? I did like how it sat in my arm. Like you could sort of hold it like a mm-hmm. doll in your arm really? and his little arms would go over your yeah. arm. Yeah, That's why dolls, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't give a fuck about who he was. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so embarrassed. Um, we touched on Rami and we touched on the... Um, audition process and everything that you're currently filming, but we have a little bit of information for you. So we know, and you know that Bella Hadid is joining, has joined the third season, but Dave, did you know that when she was auditioning for that part, it was down to her and Amy Goodmurphy? for the part? I did not know that. And they don't really tell me a lot of stuff. Amy, Amy. Well, I was sat on hold for a month and it was very much between me and Bella Hadid. Yeah. And my agent was like, okay, like you were so emotional. I was with you. I was so emotional. They're like, they like the way you both look, you know, it's it's all all about looks. And Mm -hmm. they were like, you're both very comparative, like in the look department, Mm -hmm. as well as your resume and a bit of a, having a Royal family status. Yeah. My dad ran a very lucrative trucking business, trailer business. King Good Murphy. Yeah. And I was on hold and I was like, okay. And it sounded like it was going my way. I even rented an apartment already in New York. Very ambitious. Yeah. I actually got, went in the same neighborhood that you were sort of living in for the most part, because I know you forgot who I was, but I very much know everything about you and I wanted to be close to you. And and then all of a sudden it was like day before I was going to move to New York. I had all my bags packed. I was at the YVR at the airport Mm -hmm. and I got a call and they said Bella Hadid had won the spot. Yeah. Won the spot. Yeah. She had won the spot. (laughs) So I mean, I had spoken them too and they had brought, they had brought you up and it was a pause again. Yeah. So you did and then uh, they're like, she's from Canada. And then yeah. I went, oh, too much information. <laughs> yeah. No. I want to ask you another question, Dave. You're not going anywhere. Listen, um, stand up, something we know about stand up comedians, because mm-hmm. we're just, we, we people, did a little research. We did a little research. We're just cutie little sketch, yeah, sketch girls. I've never seen a stand up performance. No, I've never seen it. I never will. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that you guys have to deal with a lot of hecklers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Don't, don't want to put you on the spot. I want to, kill all hecklers. Yeah. What are you doing? What is your problem? Yeah. You need to go get therapy because mm-hmm. it's not your time. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Is there anything that t- off the top of your head, anyone that sticks out or a time that someone heckled you? Hecklers always stick out to me sometimes probably more than the, the, the doper parts of it. Like the, the, the good show because yeah. it's some, it's so like, 
depending how the level of bad it is, if obviously it's going to stick with you. It doesn't stick with me in a sense of like, I'm still sad about it. But I remember um, this guy was at Thunder Bay. It was a cool venue. It was like Helsinki, was it called? It was like above this restaurant. It was like 250 people. They would pack it out. Nice. And um, it was like four shows. And I think the first two shows were super fun. All the shows were super fun. But I think the third one, I'm doing this riff, but it's not going well. There's this like French guy in the front row and I picked him to riff with. And we're both bombing. It's like bad. And then there was like a yoga <laughs> A lady tells us she does yoga and we're all bombing. I even tell him, I go, dude, we're bombing. We should stop talking to each other. <laughs> and this guy in like the second or third row to the right, just it's quiet. And then he just goes, um, for the love, can I swear? Yeah, yeah of, of course. course. Yeah, for the fucking love of, he was just, he was, you know, he was for the love of God, please. Like top of his lungs. Say, say a joke. Oh, say. And he just kept doing that. Like he was so loud that oh. like nobody wanted to like say anything. Um, and he said it for like, it seemed like seven minutes, but it was probably like a minute. Oh my and gosh. then his buddy got up and left. And then I was like, and it got quieted down. And then the yoga lady came up to try to hug me. Oh, no, like, oh, just nice, but also awful, 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 awful. Yeah. And then I just kind of told him, I go, look, man, I, you are right. Cause I tried to do a joke after he said that. And the joke bomb. And I said, you are no. <laughs> I go, you are right, man. I'll do a joke. And I go, you are right. But I want you to know that this is just, it doesn't hurt my feelings. This will just become a story I'm going to tell. Mm -hmm. I do a joke. I think it bombs. Um, and then the booker, which was funny. She's a sweet lady. She, I was sitting in the back and it felt like it was like a funeral. Everyone was like paying their condolences. <laughs> like, Sorry, we don't know that guy. He doesn't represent the town. And I was like, no, he was right. This guy was not in the wrong. Um, oh. And she, the promoter lady hugged me from behind. Like I remember sitting and she came like that. From goes, behind. Yeah, she goes, uh, way to handle that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just tapping her arms. Thanks. Yeah. I hate that I man it. though. Did he, did he stay or did he go? He was gone. Oh, yeah, good. He was gone. And I think <sighs> he's got things going on. There was like two funny parts. There's a friend of mine. Uh, he was like, a uh, like not close. I, I met him over time. Cause I did so many shows in Thunder Bay and he's sweetheart. And I met these group of guys, like, like real, like, you know, those like manly guys, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're looking at right, one, right here, looking honey. at one sweetie right here. in his salmon shirt. <laughs> I love that color though. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you. I almost didn't wear it. Uh, they were like super, super like outdoorsy type of dude. So I didn't know this, but after one of the shows, the my friend comes up, he goes, "Yeah, man, it was a heckler. I took care of him." I go, "What? Whoa!" whoa. He goes, yeah, he was heckling during the show. I go, "I didn't even hear anything." He goes, "Yeah, because he went up to him, like he like was sitting next to him. I guess he walked over in the crowd, and he goes, "Hey, man, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you." <laughs> and I didn't know that happened. That's the best That's ever. Amazing. I beat not, the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, I don't like fighting. I don't like any of that, but. I like that man a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the same, I'll tell you, it's the same guy. And I still, this is, I don't even know how we survived. We had drank, I mean, just me and him after the show. He goes, I, we were both hungry. He goes, man, I'll, I'll take us to Burger King and I'll drop you off at the hotel where you're staying. So he takes me Burger King hotel. Next day I see him. I go, Hey man, that was the, how was the Burger King? And he was like, <laughs> what Burger King? What? I go, 
I go, you took me to Burger King. He goes, I don't remember. Oh, no, no. I didn't know how drunk driving he was. Yeah, he blacked out drunk. And he drove me through the drive through, <laughs> took me to the hotel, and I just chalked it up for Thunder Bay. Yeah. I <laughs> Welcome to Thunder Bay. This is why I don't drive anymore. Why? Because like, I want to get blackout. Well, that guy did. That guy <laughs> was crazy. He still, I go, he goes, I don't remember, man. That's crazy. And I was like, and he was serious. You're like, okay, cool. Well, thanks for the ride. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, man, I survived. That was crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dave, we've been talking about your career a lot. Congratulations. Um, Yeah, way to go, Dave. But but we want to shift gears a quick little minute. Yeah. Um, If you could only listen to Backstreet Boys or InSync for the rest of your lives, who would you choose? Your lives. Your many lives that you're going to have. Who would you choose? The rest of your lives. (laughs) Wait, wait. (gasps) Oh. You we got Justin no, Timberlake. You know what? Low key, Backstreet Boys to me had a lot of uh, hits. Yeah. A lot of not that Insync didn't. I, I would have to say even Backstreet Boys' sleeper hits were because Insync. There's they. I liked Gone, but that I oh, felt so was nice. the time when uh, Justin Timberlake was on his way out. Yeah, he and was. He, he watched the video Gone. They're singing behind him. I go, yo, this is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the other cans. He's so. And then there was the Bye Bye. But if you look at Backstreet Boys, they just had. I just I like more of their hits. Yeah, I, I'd mm-hmm. say Backstreet Boys. They were yeah. on Kelly Clarkson yesterday. Oh wow, yeah. Backstreet Boys were. Yeah, because they're starting their Vegas residency. Oh my god, and I will be going. <laughs> also, I really, really loved how fucking into that question you were. Yeah. How amazing and intricate your answer was, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm all for all of that. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much yeah. for being here. Um, you know, uh, can I tell you something? I saw Nick Carter like maybe like six years ago at the PNE. That's our like, that's like our CNE, you know, PNE. And my friend who's a lesbian loves Nick Carter. I'm like, okay, I'll go with you. She's like, I can't go alone, but I need to see Nick Carter. I'm like, all right, I'll go with you. I need to. He needs to see. There was about maybe 10 people there outside on this weird stage. Nick Carter came out in a space, red leather pants, a space helmet. And he was the horniest. Okay. Here's who was there. People like me, my age, their children to bring and be like, Oh honey, this is, was a boy band. And Nick was the, you know, cutie guy. And Mm -hmm. we're going to see him. He came out, was like, Basically, was like, who's fucking me tonight? <laughs> I'm no. He was so horny. And I was like, me. I put my hand <laughs> You were there. That's right. Ryan was in front row alone. Yeah, front row. I had, I had got VIP tickets. It turns out that was a scam. I paid $350 and it was just the same as everyone else. And then there was no refunds. Wait, is this real? No, no that's not, no. That's not no. real. Nothing I said. But I mean, is it real that there was 10 people there? I'm telling you, there was like Why 10. Why was there only 10 people there? Because it was, it, a- it was like just weird. Like Nick Carter was coming to the peony and he was like solo now but he was like he's like older and Mm. like people just sort of yeah few people came it just i don't know maybe it wasn't advertised (laughs) that's so weird and and weird it was fucking weird and he and he was like so horny everything he did with his body and and he had like backup dancers and he was like horning on them and he kept talking about having sex i was having sex a couple weeks ago and i was like what the fuck (laughs) like children everywhere you might say he took a chance and and it didn't pay pay off off. yeah we're we're gonna get it when we were gonna get it it. yeah he he's very horny (laughs) um speaking of horny 
we're going to talk about your stand up again. Uh, oh, actually, this does segue perfectly. You also have another joke that you say you love dry humping um, yeah. and you admit that you need to stop. So as friends of yours, we yeah. just wanted to know how that journey was going personally. Yeah. Have you been able to stop the dry humping? Yeah, it was like, yeah, I have. I mm -hmm. have stopped. Um, it wasn't even like I would say and my friends would be like, dude, you're being weird. I go. Why? They're like, you're just too old. I go, but they like, they do it too. So I, I, why am I the weird one when they, they're into it. Yeah. They're into it sometimes more than I am. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, you are familiar with this <laughs> bit. Are you dry humping things, yourself or people? No, girls that I would be dating. Oh, you're dry, <laughs> you're dry humping yeah. women that yeah. you are dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they would be into it. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Didn't you say you made a girl come once from dry humping her? <gasps> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no. This is a Yeah, yeah. I think we both did. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did for sure. I did for sure. Oh my god. I did for sure. <laughs> I don't know if she did. Me. Oh, <laughs> but I mean that was more god. I think that was more like intensity on how much we probably liked each other. Yeah. I remember it because I was even like, I think she's joking. There's no way. Hmm? There's no way. But I remember in 2006, I, I went it was with this girl, we we're making out, and then we we had dry hump and then I had slept over <laughs> yeah. and I get up to like, she actually had dry hump me. I remember being like on my back being like, Holy, I'm scared. Like, yeah. Cause she was like, oh my it, God. it was terrifying more than anything. Cause I was like, she it looked like she was possessed. So I, put her there, <laughs> I get up to, I was like, I'm just going to like get sneak out of here. Right. I know it's not cool. Yeah. And as I like, like go over her, she was asleep and her hand comes up and she grabs me and she grabbed, grabbed me and like dry hump me again. Like, so it was like, it was like, you know, morning sex, but the dry hump sex. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. I like that. Wait, wait, I don't know if I should be laughing at that because were you, I should be asking if you were okay. I was all right. I, I left, I did, to be honest with you, I did leave the house frantic. And if, and if okay. I saw police, if I had to go to court, I would, I would have yeah. been in shambles. Yeah. I would be like, oh, I don't know what was happening. <laughs> so sorry. I want to start like an underground dry humping scene. Really? Where we all meet at like a basement of some club or something. You know what I mean? You pay yeah. like five bucks and you go down there and there's drinks and then you all just dry hump each other. And that girl will come. Dave's not going to come, but that girl will come. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, Dave. Yeah, will. I mean that yeah. sounds like a solid idea. I don't want to come in my pants and then walk home. It's going to be like gross. Yeah. What about I've that? done that. I've done. That. <laughs> you you came in your pants and walked home. I'm going to secretly message you after this. We we got some things to talk about. I need to I need to, I need to learn. There's there's a there was a girl. She like she was dating women and then she was like, I'm going to help you get better. I was like telling her, I was like, Oh, I suck at sex. She goes, I'll help you get better. And I was like, oh, Angel. and then she did. She tried. Yeah. But wow. she like. Women. Wow. She dated a girl for like seven years. They broke up and it's just very weird. I was like, I don't know. Like, it didn't sound like she was bisexual. I yeah. understand she 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 had sex with me. But do you know what I mean? It was just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, what's interesting about that is that I look at that spectrum. There's on, you know, on one end and one end in the middle is bisexual, straight, you know, heterosexual and then gay. And then there's all these little notches in between where mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know how to maybe fully. Maybe I'm gay, but. Maybe I like to hold a penis yeah. or maybe I oh. like to have sex with certain people. No, well, well, it was very, it was, it was just very baffling the whole time we yeah. were together. Cause I was like, this is cause she's like, yeah, I don't like, I like women. I'm like, well, what the, she loved you a lot. She wanted to help. I, I appreciate breasts. Oh, yeah. Like I'm a gay man who I love, I love a nice set of titties. You do? Yeah. Titties? 
You love a nice set of titties? Yeah, you know that about me. <laughs> okay. Just the way you said that yeah. was like, yeah. like we were in the 90s. You're like, yeah, like you know. oh, I'm, yeah. yeah. I am from that era. Dave, tell us, this is our very last question for you. What's the dream? It's like you just want to be super well-known in your field. Mm-hmm. Like there's something super alluring about that for me where it's like, you know, I it's probably because then you get so much accessibility to certain things and then all this, this probably the money and stuff like that. But also underneath that is like being able to do cool projects that you enjoy that, that you have like, like res- people respect you for, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? The more, I guess, the more I, I involve myself with things like that, it's like, it's just, it's just doper that way. It's like, you're a part of this cool project and you enjoy the work and stuff and you, you want to be as good mm-hmm. as you can yeah. or in, in, in the best version. I don't, I don't know. It sounds kind of corny, I guess, but I, there's, it's, it's both right. I don't, I, you know, being super well-known and then all, and then have, yeah, having them both. So that is like, but also having, you know, the right people around me and my family, you know, a hundred percent well off um, financially and emotionally. I think it was more important to like my nieces is, is like, as I get older, their well being is, is super important oh, and their happiness awesome. too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really great answer. Yeah. God damn. I think, you know what, Dave, I've just determined something. Oh, you turn lesbians. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I am obsessed. That's what's happening here. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. I'm feeling things that I haven't felt in a lot. Don't tell my partner. Oh my God. I think it's time for our PLT stories. Yes. All right. So uh, in high school, I worked at McDonald's. I've talked about it a bunch on the pod. Worked there five years. Loved it. And um, I worked at the Langley location. And then we they transferred me to Brookswood. I got to open a new, like a boutique McDonald's. Oh like, no God. drive-through. It was just like a little, a small oh, one. Oh, I love those ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, we had almost all the main things. I don't think we had fish filet. Or, I mean, we didn't oh. have enough fryer room for that. But we had almost everything. And it was great. And when I had closed and I'm with my other employee and I'm like, I'm the manager, right? So I like lock the doors and I'm like 18 or 19. And I go, bye, you know, uh, Chantel or whoever I'm working with, mm-hmm. you know, so she leaves and I make sure she's safe. She gets in her car. It's all good. So I get in my lowered 1981 um, Monte Carlo, which oh. is the car I drove in high school. And I get in and I, uh, you know, I start the car and I'm getting ready to go turn on my Backstreet Boys on my, you know, CD player. And then suddenly in this parking lot, this car right parked out in front of me, like, you know, just, you know, probably like 15 feet away, turns their like high beams on, like right on me. And then starts like coming towards me. So I put my car into reverse and I go, <laughs> I go back and it's still coming towards me. So then I do like a 180 and, I, and I'm not a very aggressive driver. And then I freaking, um, I turn around and then this car's still chasing me. And then I rip out of the Brooks and McDonald's parking lot. I get on 200th street and I just fucking book it home. And then this car just does not follow me anymore. And then this is the time of pagers. This is before cell phones. So I check oh. my, my pager goes off and it's eight zero zero. But you know what that looks like? Boo. B-O-O. <laughs> and to this day, both of you and everyone listening, no one has ever admitted who it was. Someone just charged you with their car and then wrote boo? And te- but how do they know my oh. pager number? So it clearly was someone who knew who I was. And they never, ever, you know, you think the next day, maybe I'd get a, te- you know, a page from their number and I'd call them and they'd be like, yeah, that was me, you fucking idiot. We, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But no one ever, ever told me. And I know, so this isn't so much a PLT story. The, the PLT, <laughs> the PLT, is little me as a McDonald's manager 
Ginger and my McDonald's tie. You know, <laughs> I weighed like 80 pounds when I was like 19 years old. And I'm in my Monte Carlo, which is a car <laughs> I did not fit at all. My dad was a car guy and I was such, you know, like a little, I don't care about cars. What can they, people ask me, hey, car, what kind of car you got steel? I'd be like, a green one. And, and <laughs> that's how I respond to. Yeah. And so, yeah, the PLT was me. And then the, also like, actually the person who did it was not a PLT because I was really actually cool and kind of like out of a horror movie. But if you're Whoa. listening and that was you, it's been like 30 years, oh, maybe 25 years. Please let me know who that was. You know who it was? Who? Tina Mashanez. <laughs> might have been Tina Mashanez. There's this girl in his high school that keeps coming up in our podcast. Her name is Tina Mashanez. She has such a great name. It was fucking Tina Mashanez. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. That's yeah. a good name. Yeah, <laughs> and that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Listen, I picture you in your car because you are so funny in the car. Ryan, Ryan gets very afraid in cars. Yeah, like, yeah I don't I, like going fast. So, so the like fact that I did a 180, yeah. like <laughs> that is not my style. Like I was fast that's and furious. Terrifying. They try to run you off the road, basically. Yeah. They try to run you out of that parking lot. Yeah. What happens if, what if I didn't go in reverse? Would they just smashed right into my car? That's a, that's a scary incident. Yeah, I agree. And for you to sort of, I'd really, I really think you were probably going very slow when you did that. (laughs) And like, I can see you. I wish you had like a long, I see you a picture with a long wig on and you're like, let's go. And then you book it home is like you going like 35. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's scary. Anyway, I was a PLT. Thank you so much. David, yes. Would you like to go? Yeah, I was doing laundry. <laughs> I like uh, this is like a long, long time ago. I had um, a laundromat down the street, so I put my clothes into wash, and then when I put them into dry, I had dipped out to go home because it was like right close to where I was the apartment I was staying. But at that, in that whole process, my boy was supposed to come pick me up, and we were supposed to go do a comedy room. So I was like telling, I was like, "Hey, I'm doing laundry." He calls me. He's like, "Yo, I'm coming to get you." I go, "Okay, cool. Let's let when you pick me up, we'll go get my laundry, and we'll come back to the crib, and then go to the show." So I get back, and um, I go to check the dryer, and um, someone stole my underwear and socks, but they mismatched. They didn't take. Like they took one part of the sock and left the other one and told and stole a gang of underwear. And I come out to my buddy who's in the car and I am distraught and I go to his window. I they stole my fucking underwear and socks. And he goes, what? Like he didn't believe me. And uh, he's like, dude, this is weird. Are you lying to me? I go, why would I lie? And I have like my remaining clothes in me. And he didn't take his shirts or anything, just underwear no, and it was, one it's sock. underwear and socks. And we had gone, to, we, there was a, the show was a rant room style. It was this guy, Rob Trick, would run this show for, uh, he was teaching at Humber. And you'd go and put five bucks into a bucket and you weren't allowed to tell jokes. You were only allowed to rant. Mm-hmm. If you told a joke, you had to get off stage. Love so I, I, that's where a lot of my style formulated from as well. So I get there and I um, do the rant about the underwear and I win. So my buddy drives me after he goes, let's take you to get some underwear from Walmart <laughs> in Toronto. So we go get underwear and, uh, and I look and I, and I was, and we get in the car and he doesn't start the car. I go, well, why aren't you starting the car? He goes, uh, to be honest with you, man, this whole, whole time, I thought you were lying. I thought you made this whole thing up. But when I saw how sad you were in that Walmart, it really made me realize that somebody did steal. 
it felt oh really sad God. for you. And you never got it back. Never got it back. Oh, see, someone, never someone's out there. They chased me and they stole your stuff. There's some no. fucking <laughs> secret people out you there. You know who stole your underwear? I know who it was. Tina Machanez? It, no, it wasn't Tina Machanez. <laughs> well, it was, it wasn't Tina Machanez. In ep- a few episodes ago, a man offered to buy Ryan's underwear. Mm-hmm, on Instagram. His dirty underwear. Yeah. So I have a feeling that there is a dirty underwear snatcher yeah. and they came and they go to laundry mats. That's the perfect way. Yeah. And Dave, you're a PLT. Okay. Hey, I'm really trying to make that work. The big, listen, the big dykes up. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So, um, I was in the closet still and I had not come out. I had not come out to anyone. I had not come out to myself. And my dad said, Hey, want to go to a Canucks game? I said, I said, yes, I do. Dad. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Daddy, take me. And so we went to the Canucks game and we were just sitting there and I was like kind of bored at this point. And I'm looking down at this boy who's like, so at this point I'm like forced kind of like, I, I'm attracted to men, but not sexually mm-hmm. is sort of what I say. Like I see uh, men, I want to hold hands with men. Like Dave, I want to hold hands with you and walk down the street, but I don't want to dry hump with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's I want to hold your hand mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and I want to like fine. snuggle like into you, but I don't want you to like, t- like don't touch my butt or anything. Yeah. So anyways, I'm sitting there. Oh, I, you don't Dave. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the next game. I think I was probably like maybe like 18 years old. And I see this boy in front of me with, with, with looks like he's with his dad. Anyways, he's kind of like looking back at me. He's hot. He's like very attractive. He is like, has this jawline. That's amazing. He's like in this nice, like tight black t-shirt. He's got muscles like mm-hmm. at 18, like he's Whoa. around my age. Yeah. Probably a gymnast. He was probably a gymnast. Yeah, <laughs> he probably was. And I decide that I am going to, my dad's sitting beside me. He's two rows in front of me. There's nobody sitting in the row in front of me. So I can just hop over. He gives me a couple looks. I'm giving him a couple looks. I decide that I'm going to out of fucking nowhere, not even say anything to my dad. I hop over the row, hop over into his row. I sit beside him <gasps> so confidently and I go, Hey, and he's like, <laughs> and he goes, and he was suave. He was like, Hey, and I was like, I, this is what I said. Actually. And I remember now I said this all the time. This was my move. I go, I recognize you. Oh my God. But I can't put my finger on it. Do you recognize me? <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. And I'm like, I'm Amy. And he's like, I'm Reggie. And I was like, oh, that's a cute name. Um, also, I was kind of looking at you down there. Um, did you notice? And he was like, yeah, I was looking at you too. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Yeah, I'm just here with my dad. Meanwhile, my dad's two rows behind being like, what the fuck are you doing? You fucking weirdo. You're hating on this boy in front of me. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I just suavely like this fucking deep, deep lesbian is going at this boy, this Mm -hmm. poor boy and totally talking like this. And then I was like, cool. I'm like, um, I'd love to hang out sometime. And he was like, oh yeah. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And he's like, well, let me get your number. And I was like, sure. No problem. And then I remember looking back at my dad and my dad was like, uh, just like, we- it was just like weird. Like, I look back and you were like, thumbs up. No, I'm doing like, it, dad. My daughter's hitting on this boy in front of me. And then I like gave him my number and I was like, all right, well, enjoy the game. Oh my <laughs> I'll God. be back here or whatever. And then I get back to my seat and my dad was like, what the hell was that? And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I think I kind of know him. And he was like, all right. It was just so fucking is- cringe. Oh. Like, why did I, what a loop, what are you doing? 18 year old closeted yeah. lesbian. I have two questions for you. Right Please, the top. Yes. Question number one, yeah. did the Canucks win? 
I don't, I don't remember. Oh, oh my God. And what happened after? Did he text you? Did yes, you we out? hung out. <gasps> so we hung out and we hung out a couple times, but. Did you kiss him? I kissed him, but he ended up. dry hump? No, we didn't dry hump. No, I no, didn't get that far. Damn he was, it. he was a very nice boy. He really was. And he was yeah. cute. He had a chain. He like wore this chain yeah, and he one. like, oh my God, he was so hot. And then, but then he ended up being into my friend, Amelia. Oh. I had this really hot friend, Amelia. And anytime I was in, into a guy, you know, pretending to be or trying to be, they always liked her. Mm. It was always like, I couldn't bring her around, but she was good. She was like, no, no, like my friend, Amy, like she likes you. And they were like, no, I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I had that same problem in high school. Hugo Vega. Fuck Hugo. Yeah. My, my best friend at the time. Really? Oh, great dimples. Yeah. Oh, great. You said you had great dimples? Yeah, dimples. Yeah, they are great. They are <laughs> of he's course. A, he's a pretty man. He's a, he's a good, good looking man. My so. sister Nikki has really nice dimples. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Do I do? I have nipples. You, you have dimples too. Yeah. It's friends in your family. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, I am a. PLT. Thank you so much. Now let's get to our question. Yeah. We end every show with a nice little question. And today the question is, would you rather get eaten alive by rats while being strapped down or drown while being circled and taunted by a shark? I don't like either or rats or sharks. Obviously I can't swim. So I mean, if I'm in the water with the sharks, they're just circling around. Me. They're taunting you. So they're like bopping you, <laughs> they're like bopping you with their nose and like, come here, fuck it. I'm going to, and then they open their mouth a bit and they kind of give you a little tap with their teeth. Yeah. And then you just go down and you drown and they don't chase you and then you're gone or you get eaten alive I, by rats. I'd say probably drown. Yeah. Cause if the rat, the, the sharks aren't going to eat me, I'm dying of being yeah. drowned. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Well, that's right? too easy of a question. They, I'm no, I'm going to, no, no, sorry. Retract, no, Billy, edit this. I'm doing this again. That was too easy. Of course you're going to pick drown. The shark bites off your leg, bites off pieces of you as you're drowning. Okay. So they do come for you. Am I dying first? Then they're biting me off. If I'm dying first, I mean, I'd probably die first because I can't swim. Right. So I'd be drowning right away. Well, what if you're trying to hold your breath and you were like holding your breath and they would come bopped you and then they bit one of your legs off. Hey, the thing about it, I think the rats, them nibbling at me for a while is, mm. is going to be the worst fucking thing. Oh, on it take forever. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, it take forever to die. So I'd probably still go with the shark. Okay. All right. Ryan. Yeah. I would, I would get the shark just to chomp me. You can eat me as much as you want, but I would die so quick. Rats. It could take days. Well, how big, yeah. what if the rats are big? I would, you know, it's no, I've seen big ones here in New York and no, they're still oh, not like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I seen one that took the L train with me. <laughs> At a newspaper, everything. At a cell phone. Yeah. Playing Wordle. What's that game, Wordle? Yeah, Wordle. Played every day. We love Wordle. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I hate this question. I hate everything about this question. I wish we were just stuck with the ponytail question. Yeah. But um, I don't... Sharks are sharks and whales are my biggest fear. Um, so I really... I thought I was going to say rats. But now you guys are like, oh, it's going to be a longer, you know, little mm -hmm. bite death. So mm -hmm. I don't... You know what I'm... You know what? This was a stupid question. Of course you're going to pick drown because guess what? I'm in control here and I'm going to breathe in the second I hit the water. Yeah. And then I just hope I die. Yeah. I just out of the water. Yeah. Just yeah. Done. Fuck this question. Yeah. I want a ponytail. I, I don't have a ponytail. I want a ponytail too. I want a ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what a pleasure this was. You carved out time in your schedule for mm -hmm. us. I know you didn't remember us, but you know, now you know us. <laughs> Dave, where can everyone find you on socials? Just Dave, M-E-R-H-E-J-E. Thank you, Dave. Thank we love you, Dave. you. We love you a lot. Thanks for tuning in to Poor Little Thing, the podcast. We love you. And if you love us, please don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ryan and Amy Show. If you want to see exclusive content and extra goodies, join our Patreon and strap in because it gets wet and wild. <laughs> <laughs> and as we always say, you, you poor, poor little, little thing. thing.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.